welcome to episode 24 of WTF Anime, the show that is another big... whatever the hell that means. I'm, of course, your host, Joe, and joining me as ever is Travis. Hey, Joe, what's up, man? Glad to be back, as always. Yeah, not a lot. Just uh, watching some anime and editing some podcasts, and um, that's it. That's my life right now. There are worse lives. You have, like, five role-playing groups that you attend weekly. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, it's probably about five. Yeah. We talked a lot about that off, Mike. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, but anyways, uh, we should pro- probably let the people know what we watched this week. Yeah, so last episode... We had uh, James on uh, to talk about Gundam Wing. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic guest. And um, he set us the challenge of watching episode 12 of The Big O. Gotta tell you, uh, from the title, uh, very different than what I thought it was going to be about. <laughs> See, now I have to ask, what did you think it was about? The Big O? I, I mean, come on. This is going to be like a weird orgasm uh, show, right? That, that's the, gotcha. the big O. I was disappointed to find out I was wrong. <laughs> so there was no robot sex. So Travis is immediately disappointed, it, is, it sounds like. Just like every day of my life when there is no robot sex. I am just disappointed. <laughs> I'll send you some videos. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, the, uh, the- the only preparation that James gave us was make sure you find the original opening. And from that, I basically knew nothing about the show. Uh, I've never seen this one. So just to throw that out there, uh, I did have a look at um, like the plot synopsis. Uh, I tried not to read into spoilers, but... Basically, they keep mentioning during the entire show, like, this 40 years ago thing. So I wanted to find out what that was. Yeah, and normally I don't do any research either, but I couldn't help but read, like, a, a like a overview of what the anime is supposed to be about. And apparently 40 <laughs> years ago, everybody got their memory wiped. Yeah, everyone in, uh, is it, it's Paradise City or something like that. Paradigm. Paradigm, okay, right. Yeah, Paradigm <laughs> uh, City. Look, Guns N' Roses is a thing. Um, <laughs> Not featured in this show, though. Not featured in this show. There's a lot of music that is uh, reminiscent of Western stuff. There, so there is. Why, why, don't, why don't we hit the opening? Okay, um, so I had to look this up afterwards because I was like, holy shit, is there a Queen song that I'm unaware of? <laughs> I mean, right? The song, the opening music sounds so much like a Queen song that I literally had to look it up on the internet just to make sure that I hadn't missed some Freddie Mercury work that I thought I had. I mean, the singer is no Freddie Mercury, but you're right. It is. It's very Queen. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no joke there. I uh, that said, I've always been a fan of Queen, and I will continue to be one. So this uh, opening theme song was great for me. Um, you know what? I did forget uh, the instruction to make sure that I saw the original opening, so I don't know if I did or not. Uh, well, the instruction was watch the original opening because it sounds like a Queen song. So I'm pretty sure we got it. Okay, we nailed it. Yes. We, we did it. We did the thing. Yeah. And now I don't want to look up whatever the more commercial release of the opening is because... I don't care. Nah. I don't care. I've got, I've got my Queen song. Yeah. With that said, the visuals of the opening are also reminiscent of something that Travis doesn't know about. Yeah, not at all. Uh, it did nothing for me because it, there was no reference for me. It's very Cowboy Bebop. Like, really, really Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fair enough. I didn't know that. Eventually, I know that I will. I know that Cowboy Bebop is somewhere on the list here. Someday. Someday. Some, someday. Yeah, apart from that, 
nothing really to say on the opening. No, not 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 terribly impressive. It wasn't like a big splashy visual display, anything like that. So that's going to kick us right into the actual episode. And the very first thing I noticed was actually the soundtrack, uh, be- because we have uh, we have some some jazz that immediately make me go, okay, we're going to do a noir thing, like. I don't know if any of you guys are fans of classic films, but any Sam Spade, Maltese Falcon kind of thing, yep, that that is immediately where this music is going to put you. Yeah, it immediately just opens up with like a saxophone sting. Um, yep. <laughs> across um, what looks like some kind of downed uh, fighter plane in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's... Uh, you can tell that things aren't quite right wherever you are. It, it's looking a little, a little dingy, kind of jacked up in this in this particular city. I I don't know. Did you get that as well? Uh, I yeah, because of what hap- what we see later, I kind of got the impression that I could be entirely wrong. Like this is more outside of the city because everything in the city seems very. Um, it seems very urban and this kind of might be like one of the remnants of whatever happened 40 years ago which they keep on referencing right uh i'm sure that's a big plot point way down the line but as you and i um are are stuck with (laughs) episode 12 which is you know like smack dab in the middle of like season one we're we're just kind of feeling our way around, so you know. Thanks for that, James. Uh, a heartfelt fuck <laughs> you, buddy. Look, there's stuff later that I'm gonna touch on, which I assume goes towards it, but that's 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 way later. So we oh, have yeah. like some kind of military prison uh, presence observing uh, whatever the hell is going on here. Oh yeah, can we talk about this guy a little bit? Oh yeah, this dude with fantastic sideburns. I literally have Static X style facial hair written as a, as a note <laughs> because I have never seen someone that has cared so much about their sideburns to spike them out. But this de- guy does. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty impressive. Uh, later on in the uh, in the episode, there is a shot of this character in one of them one of the military vehicles you can tell that this is one of the uh here's one of the in-between shots we'll give to a different studio because they keep the shape of his sideburns but they don't color them in like hair (laughs) whoops this dude has a real jaggedy ass uh real jaggedy ass cheeks (laughs) yeah we kind of we have this scene and um (laughs) <laughs> a large bandaged thing starts rising uh, into view, uh, and it's at this point we get the name of what uh, our mechs are, which is Megaduces. This is the worst name for mechs I have ever encountered. Ever. Megaduce. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't... That you've that, encountered, sure. That I've encountered, yes. This is me, my personal journey, Joe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, and does he call it the Red Megaduce? Is that the first one we start talking about? Uh, no, the Red Megaduce doesn't come into a bit later, because uh, it's covered in bandages at the moment. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 you're right, never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Anyway, so we have this this Mummy Megaduce, uh, if you will. And then another one shows up to fight it. Yes, the one referred to as the Black Megaduce. <laughs> yep. Yeah, see your doctor if you experience black megaduces. Right? I that's what I'm saying. That sounds like something that's happened after you made some poor decisions and drank all night and then capped it off with something like Taco Bell. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Why did you do this? <laughs> so then we cut into a flashback as to why this confrontation is happening. Yep. Uh we're at some kind of business meeting, board meeting? Yes? Yeah. Uh, this guy is... Uh, 
we don't yeah we don't know what the name of the company is we know like the name of whoever like the ceo is uh rosewater and he is giving out a job to our main character roger smith they they literally had to say okay what is the most american sounding name that we can we can think of and this is what they came up with roger smith which honestly to be fair that's about as plain and white bread uh, as you get. Because I feel like they're trying to do America here. This doesn't feel like... Let, let's highlight England. That's JoJo's. Sort of. But <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of curious about that. Because it's... Obviously, we know later on that like he's a millionaire who has a giant robot. I was curious if... like. Roger Smith is just, like, a pseudonym for him, and he actually has a real name, but, like, we don't have any evidence to suggest otherwise in the, uh... Well, like, to suggest that that's not his real name in this show. Yeah, I was just um, curious if there was... If there was ever going to be a reveal of, like, he is something super important, this is his name, and he's, like, this super all-encompassing force his name is something something and it turns out that hey roger smith is that thing yeah i don't know yeah. i'm just speculating based entirely on the uh <laughs> where we were dropped <laughs> yeah uh welcome to my world buddy when we come into the middle of of episodes <laughs> this is it you, it's hard to find your footing and really give it an honest evaluation because you don't have anything before i'm sure stuff is built to this but Nope, what we've got is Roger Smith getting offered a job that he has to hand over this paycheck. Or, well, not paycheck, uh, severance pay, I should say. Severance pay. To the note you just made, um, I felt this kind of has a bit more of an episodic feel to it. Like, there is potential for Roger Smith to be given a job to negotiate on and that happens, and there's, like, an underlying plot. I think we meet, like, the big bad of the entire series in this show, yes. so anything, like, this guy is super evil, and that's all we get. Like, we don't really get any build-up to why, except for him constantly repeating stuff. But I feel like this has the potential to be not the worst thing to be dropped in the middle of. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's definitely worse shows to be dropped in the middle of, I can tell you from experience. But <laughs> uh, we should move on. Let, let's not debate this. <laughs> they don't want to hear that. So we know that Roger Smith has to give severance package to some guy. And uh, it turns out to be this <laughs> big evil that either has been introduced and Roger just knows the name of or has been established throughout the entire series. So they get into a fight, and all the while, uh, Schwarzwald, who is the big bad of this episode, is like, companies suck. Like, rich people are the worst. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, so bad. Okay, now, now I have to talk about Schwarzwald, because as a character, what he looks like is an evil, poorly rolled joint. I mean, it literally looks like someone was trying to roll some weed, didn't really know what they were doing, and then it became sentient and evil. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I'm not. I'm we not get some wrong. Backstory on. <laughs> we get some backstory on that he was like supposedly burnt alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and there, there is that, and I'm sure that's probably the impetus why he hates companies so bad. I feel like the company mm -hmm. he feels the company's responsible for his. Uh, state of evil rolled jointness um so <laughs> yeah there's that like i put that together it doesn't the visuals like because it's not like a head that's been wrapped it doesn't he doesn't look like his head has been wrapped his head looks like it's pointed at this point the way that the bandages go his head looks pointed i have a problem with that he was wearing a floppy wizard hat when he was burnt alive Shouldn't Makes that have burned sense. as well? Then? Uh, no, buddy. No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you're trying, and I love you for the effort, but no. No, that's not going to fucking fly. No, but it's 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 a future tech wizard hat. <laughs> it was singed <laughs> to his skull, giving him, <laughs> giving him evil genius powers. 
You know what? The story we're writing is probably more interesting than the one we watched. <laughs> I don't know about that. You don't know, but I I'll, I will assume. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a there's a big epic robot fight in which we see the powers of both of these mechs. Apparently the um the bandaged mech has the ability to make its bandages as strong as like steel cables and drag Big O, uh, which is uh, Roger's mech, over to it. Like the bandages. Also known as the Black Deuce. <laughs> yeah, the Black Deuce. That's a rad pirate name. Well, the Black Mega Deuce. Uh, it gets it, it gets less good when you add Mega. How is, exactly? That, that's <laughs> fucked up. You add something that's supposed to make it exponentially bigger and it makes it worse wow <laughs> wow yeah we're learning things today kids yeah there you go <laughs> so there's a fight they both reveal that they have laser eyes they and do. of course like they duel together and make a giant explosion because it's anime because anime yeah and then roger's mech shoots the crap out of the bandage mech and mm -hmm. is seemingly destroyed but then it's revealed that this giant robot covered in bandages was Gasp, a giant robot. Something that surprises the military force that's stationed there. Because apparently, apparently giant mummies are a thing in this world that is perfectly acceptable in a normal thing <laughs> put down with giant robots. But they only had the one giant robot, so then there was a second one. They're like, oh shit, you guys, we don't know how to deal with this. Giant mummies we got. Yeah, that, there's a whole dumb thing of uh, Steve... Um, sorry. I keep just wanting to say Steve Bloom, because that's the voice actor. <laughs> Let's just go with Spike Spiegel. Yeah. There we go. Um, no. There's a whole thing where Roger is making, like, dumb mummy jokes. Like, yeah. uh, you're just a sleeping mummy who's been woken by a tomb robber. Yes. And that... Really? <laughs> And then Steve Rogers, I mean, <laughs> it'd be rad if he was Captain America, but now he pilots uh, mechs, because why not? It's noir, Captain well, America. Well, look, Captain America needs anything to make him good. Oh, I think you just shot, uh, that, that's, that's shots fired on Alan again. Come on, buddy. I Okay, if if Alan has a major crush on like Captain America, so that's hard, fine. so hard. You've just ruined his favorite things in like DC and and Marvel. Look, I'm really the board. good at that. <laughs> but no, he's boring, and I'm glad he's with Hydra. I don't know if that's still a storyline. I don't read Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, I feel for you, Alan. I'm sorry. Joe's a monster. Anyways, I, I've got a Captain Marvel was a better opposition to go up against in Civil War. <laughs> nice. Anyways, uh, the thing I have to talk about the, this next robot battle, and it really threw me, is they're playing classical music during the, the whole of this. And it's not like tense... Uh, Classical music. It's just like some some fairly standard stock kind of stuff, and it felt it felt way too low key a music to to pair with a fight scene. Because uh, this show definitely makes you pay attention to the soundtrack, like or at least it stood out to me. That's interesting, and maybe again, I think it is just like the anime fan showing through me. But like that is kind of a common thing where they'll where they'll play like very low-key or music that's not representative of whatever's going on to kind of i guess in this scene like it just makes it seem more that this isn't the final showdown uh which when uh <laughs> when schwarzwald escapes like it's not a huge surprise anyway but i think it's more just a stretching of the uh this is the soundtrack we have, and it's it's great. And again, like it's not suited to a fight scene, which I think just kind of makes it stand out more 
I think you're right that this show does focus a lot on the soundtrack, and sometimes even the animation just makes you focus on the soundtrack. It does. Um, we'll get to to that the, the the next thing that that we talk about after we get over the the fight team. The other thing that, and this is a thing that drives me crazy. Anytime we have mech combat, uh, there's always a scene where two mechs will clash, and it's usually like a hand to hand thing. And they show each of the guys straining against the levers as if their strength <laughs> is what is moving that arm rather than crazy technology and hydraulics where you're just pushing a lever, lever forward. That's not how this works. Roger Smith is not some kind of superhuman that can just power a mech. That we know of. Hmm? Uh, no, no. This guy, they want him to be Batman. We'll talk about that later. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, um, Roger Smith unleashes his secret weapon, which is guns. Uh, and then the uh, bandage mech flies away, presumably to fight another day. And it blows his mind that it can fly. Like, like he. Yeah, yeah. Mechs can't fly. This is ridiculous. Mechs are ridiculous as a concept, so let's let's get over ourselves. I mean, that's true. Let's get over ourselves, Roger, baby. <laughs> then he's just, like, chilling out on the roof of his, like, mansion. Yeah. Think, thinking about that mech, and uh, he's... I'm going to assume her role is made, but, like, it's already said that she's an android. Rocks yeah. up. No, she she calls his name uh, a bunch of times, and he's just busy daydreaming. Cause fuck, fuck your android. You don't have to respond to that. They're not real people. <laughs> so that's another thing where I'm super interested in the show is like, what is the relationship? Like, are androids a huge thing, or is it just like this guy's super rich, so he built an android? I don't know. And you know, I was I was saying this off mic, and I, I'll just spoil it now. Well, this isn't the worst thing I've ever watched. It's not the best. It's kind of so middling that it doesn't even register with me. And it felt like they were trying to pull from too many influences. Like, I feel a very heavy Blade Runner with, like, a a shitty, noir, mysterious future world. But then we have, like, mechs, which, I mean, you can pull from a ton of sources for, for inspiration from that. Uh... He appears to be Batman-esque at times, uh, Mr. <laughs> Smith does. So, I mean, I don't know. It pulls from all these really great sources, but I don't think it pulls any of those out as like fantastic as the original sources did. They, they took all the best spices and combined them into a mishmash of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll talk about my thoughts on this like at the end because okay, there are okay. bits that like i'm super interested in and right we've got this one episode to judge by I, we don't know what led up to this and we don't know what comes after so um this 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 could just be this episode is kind of eh but that's all we got that's what that's what we're reviewing so here we go. Well, I think what's what's interesting is because they pull through so many influences and we only have the one episode, like, we don't know because Blade Runner is fantastic because of all of the stuff around it. Batman is fantastic, admittedly due to villains entirely, but, um, like, noir is fantastic due to all of the things around it, so... It's it's interesting because this doesn't seem like any kind of climax. This seems like there are fights and then there is a big reveal at the end, which is supposed to, uh, you know, shock the audience. But again, yeah. we watched uh, one episode. It just does not have that impact. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Roger Smith decides to finally listen to Dorothy, his uh, android maid, to answer the telephone. And as he does so, he walks past and says, do you think it can fly? So the pronoun game is very heavy in this. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> w wicked strong, uh, for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he answers the phone and uh, 
On the other end is obvious femme fatale, who is later named as uh, Patricia Lovejoy. Yes, which, you know what? Uh, this I do love, and here's why. I, in college, I did a lot of film courses, and noir was heavily featured in some of those. So I've watched a lot of the old classic, uh, like, detective noir stories. And that name right there literally is falling out of the pages of of any of the scripts for those movies. Definitely. Definitely. And my, my favorite part <laughs> is after this, because he, he, he gets invited, uh, she invite or no, she doesn't invite him. She tells him where to find yeah. Swartzwald. So he's going to that place, and as we see him, well, as we see it pan up on the building, implying that he's going up on an elevator, he has that inner Sam Spade monologue about Lovejoy, uh, an angel fallen from heaven, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh man, that is so noir, it hurts. <laughs> so like that yeah. that was good for me. That was good for me. That was really good. I did like that. <laughs> so yeah, he he gets up to wherever uh Schwarzwald is like hiding, and it turns out it's a masquerade party. Yeah, um it was real weird. I wasn't sure where they were going with this because this is anime. Uh because it almost it almost had a strange um, eyes wide shut uh, kind of feel to the party. I mean, don't get me wrong; no one was like it wasn't like a ton of naked people in masks like having at, but it felt like this was fifteen minutes before that scene in Eyes Wide Shut happened. Yeah, this is what they were doing, guys. <laughs> I was just like, we already have like Batman undertones. Like this is if Scarecrow did a masquerade party this is exactly what it would look like <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah it, it, it's pretty fucked up so yeah he gets invited into the masquerade party um and he's told he has to wear a mask that's the only requirements so of course he doesn't so yeah <laughs> here you have to wear this to get in no i'm not gonna do that okay come in anyways yeah <laughs> So yeah, basically there's this scene of, um, it seems like it starts off really normal of just like, presumably like rich people in suits and like evening gowns enjoying themselves. And then it ramps up like super quickly, like people are enjoying a story with like <laughs> saliva dripping down their mouths and they're like cheering each other and smashing wine glasses against each other. It's super oh, yeah. weird. It, it it goes into a, a strange hedonistic party like super quick. Like someone flipped a switch. It's like 10 o'clock time to get weird. <laughs> yeah. If, if anything, this was my favorite scene in the show. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like there would be a precedent for this within the story, so I was able to enjoy it as like a contained thing. And the idea that this was all arranged by this guy who hates like corporations and rich people, assuming the guests were all CEOs and general rich people. Yeah, like, you, th these are people that are big enough power players that they've got some hand in that, I'm sure. Um, yeah. That's the feeling you get. That they they are they are captains of industry of some sort. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Roger is approached by someone in a jester costume who is obviously Schwarzwald, and uh, Roger completes his mission of handing him his severance pay. He sure does. Uh, to which which is something it's something ridiculous, like thirty million. Yeah, it was thirty million. Uh, I'm assuming that this is going to be yen, and I'm not doing that conversion. Somebody else who's got more time than me will probably tweet us what that equals in pounds and or dollars. <laughs> so, so Aaron, that's your job. Yep. The thing is, you did it for Oron. <laughs> that that's, that's literally is, who I was referring to. 
<laughs> I don't I don't think it's Yen. No? Because the rest of the show is very, very westernized. Well and like maybe. A- anime has done this before, like where it does like very westernized shows, it'll use dollars. Well, f- fair enough. Um I mean it, it doesn't really matter. Again, it's just supposed to be one of those this represents a lot of money things. Yeah, which is basically because it's his severance pay, like this has been remarked on before, but it's like, why would you pay this man so much for severance unless like he knows something awful or did something terrible? Right. That for your for the company's benefit. That that is definitely a uh a like a CEO style going away package. Um, so, yeah. so this guy is, is super important, has done something super important for the company, or this is hush money for sure. Yeah, exactly. So of course, uh, Schwarzwald hating companies, uh, just burns yep. it in front of him. And he goes, I don't care that you burned it. My job was to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after that, Schwarzwald gives this whole, like, a brief speech about corruption in this city, which, like, just hammering home Batman. Right, and he's talking about <laughs> the event that happened 40 years ago and how nobody knows, but he knows the truth, and everybody needs to see and remember the truth. So, I was talking about, um, you know, kind of the thoughts I had after watching this episode. I think this is pertinent to bring it up. There's, like, a... There's another scene later that really hammers at home, but... Obviously, the company that Roger is working for is responsible for whatever happened 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, I have no doubts about that fact. Uh, They're bad guys. Uh, Who who he's working for, like, he's going to be the good guy, but the company, and he probably doesn't know it yet, there's going to be a, a scene where it's all revealed and he's shocked and horrified that his company turns out to be the huge assholes yeah that's why i was i thought that like roger smith was a pseudonym because we know from again reading plot descriptions that like this wave of amnesia occurred 40 oh 40 years ago yeah maybe maybe okay so with 40 years in mind maybe his dad is basically the cause of it and like they renamed him roger smith just to like hide the truth and like say that Oh, we didn't hire like the guy that ruined everyone's life, son. We hired this guy, Roger Smith. Oh man, I love supposition, Joe. I, I do. Uh, uh, there you go. Because you, you always have already seen like the entirety of a se- series. Usually, when when we come to watch it, and you come in with your smug knowledge, and you're <laughs> speculating on it, and I'm finding it fascinating. I don't ever get this. This is a rare treat. So, you know what? Thank you, James. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and I, I could, I could totally see that. I'm, I'm curious what is going on globally. If this is just a city thing, because we, he also mentions the, the artificial sky that the city has. Yeah, which is like a big dome over the city. And I mean, I don't know about your city, but mine isn't domed. I feel like that's a very specific thing that is definitely going to come up again why there's a dome on this city (laughs) yeah yeah there's um oh man like like talking about this and just kind of refreshing again like all the stuff all the questions i had about this series for watching the show like just being able to like talk out theories is really cool and again like this wouldn't have happened if I'd seen the series. No, not at all. Like again, like I said, this is one of my favorite things. This is new for me. Supposition Joe is great. I love talking <laughs> talking theories uh, that we know we're talking out our ass. We don't know, but it's fun to speculate on a story. It's a domed sky, which means that absolutely it's like a, a virtual reality thing. Pretty much, <laughs> or there was some kind of. Cat- <laughs> cataclysmic war that the shield saved the city but didn't save their memories i i don't know that that, that's a possibility who knows uh it doesn't matter because we don't find out in this episode and we should probably keep rolling with plot 
Absolutely. So um, after this kind of brief exchange between uh, Roger and Schwarzwald, um, the masks catch on fire. Yep, that's true. <laughs> like, like right on cue, everybody's mask catches on fire and we get scenes of people writhing around and jumping out this, uh, the windows of this very high-rise uh, building. Mm. And then... Uh... Schwarzwald jumps out and summons his mech. Yep, like you do. Uh, this is... It feels very Power Ranger that everybody's got like a wristwatch or whatever that just makes the thing happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so we're, we're, oh yeah, we're, for sure. We're, we're, we're pulling from other influences now uh, with, with uh, like uh, some Power Rangers stuff going on. Mm. Because you just have your watch that does the thing. I can see, like, in fight scenes, like, there is kind of, like, a tokusatsu vibe. So, like, Power Rangers, eh, close enough. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know what that word means, man. Oh, there you go. <laughs> some, someday, someday. Oh, if only there was some kind of show that did, like, episode-by-episode episode recaps of Super Sentai shows. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I was I was born too late to really appreciate that. I'm sorry. Power <laughs> I'm not even talking about Power Rangers, dog. Uh, so Roger summons his uh, summons Big O, which probably my favorite arrival in this show punches through this giant high rise, and then Roger is just like standing on top of the fist. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Like, he's trying to act like a cool guy, but he literally just got punched in the legs by a giant mech. Yep, pretty much. You know, and they have uh, they have our, our static X, um, when you were talking about <laughs> handing off to another studio, he's looking through the binoculars again, our, our captain of some kind of military, watching the, the uh, fist punch through the buildings. You would really think that they would probably like less destruction of buildings in the city. Like they would raise a concern like Roger, like we appreciate what you're doing for us, man. But like, if you could destroy less buildings when you summon your mech, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Look, the amount of city destruction that goes on in this next fight is just like Zack Schneider boner heaven. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that man. He does terrible things to movies. <laughs> Hollywood. Look, I, I don't hate the man. I hate his directing. That's true. He's probably an all right guy, but they shouldn't let him touch movies anymore. Find another productive <laughs> thing for him to do in society that is not movies. Yeah, yeah. So before the fight kicks off, here's the thing I want to mention. Yeah. Did you notice what uh, Big O's screen said when Roger activated it? Um, yeah, I did, and now I'm trying to remember. It's it's very Bible versey, and I can't recall. In the name of God, ye not guilty. Yes. So, we're stealing from Noir, we're stealing from Batman, and now we're stealing from Evangelion. <laughs> okay, is, is that an Evangelion thing? See, I, I, I don't know that reference. Well, yeah, the idea of, like, Christianity, or, like, the idea of Christianity... <laughs> the idea of the idea of Christianity, there we go, uh, being tied to mechs is a super Evangelion thing. And even later on, there's another thing that like just smacks of Evangelion. Oh, okay. Man, uh, this this is this is literally like anime chop suey. Like, whatever the fuck you got, <laughs> just chop that shit up and just throw it in that mix and let's see what we get. Yep. Uh, so what we get now is a big robot fight where uh, Roger's mech doesn't have any uh, ammunition because he spent it all in that last fight, which his butler kindly reminds him of. Oh my god, of. yes, let's talk about this. Because <laughs> I don't know who voice acted the butler, but they literally just said, look, have you, have you ever watched Batman and seen <laughs> Alfred? We need you to be Alfred for this scene and remind him that you're so sorry, sir, but, you know, I, I, had, uh, I have not yet replaced the ammo in your mech. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that a butler task? 
I feel like that should be relegated. Like, you should have a mech team. Not just, like, the guy that's taking care of your household business. Oh, yeah. By the way, also, you need to refill the ammo on my mech. That's a thing that you're going to need to do on occasion when I'm spending ammo on my mech. <laughs> no. No, that is not... That is not a butler duty. I get the feeling that this is, again, supposed to be very Batman-esque, so he has a very closed group. That is, that's practical for a guy in a suit with loads of gadgets, like he only has Alfred, Lucius Fox, and himself. Handling a big mech with that many people? Yeah, that's right. probably not can, a good idea. <laughs> can, can you imagine the caliber of ammo that that thing <laughs> takes? I mean, that's not a one-man job. Even if you have machinery to assist, that's going to be at least a couple people, right? I mean, it's... I mean, right? Come on. Look, mech shows have told me that you need entire military factions to be able to arm mechs. (laughs) Right, I mean, have you... uh, a, a A battleship, right? They don't have, like, one guy that just does the ammo thing. There's a team of guys... To load a gun that probably shoots a smaller sized bullet than what this mech shoots. However, counterpoint, have has any navy ever tried just having a butler do it? Maybe there's something uh, we don't know about butlers. Maybe? I, I don't know. That Churchill was pretty crazy. He might have done that one time under the British Navy. Uh so you know you don't know. He got in his cups, he's like, I'm gonna assign a butler to ammo duty. <laughs> That could have been a thing that he had done. Just chilling in a bathtub being like, you know what would be good? If we had a butler do everything on a battleship, be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he, he smugly drinks more gin from a glass. <laughs> from a glass, look, Churchill only ever did things by bottles. <laughs> okay, fine. Fr- he he uh, smugly plugs in another IV that's just a gin bottle with <laughs> yeah. a needle hooked to it. <laughs> So, yeah, we have another mech fight. Yep. <laughs> and honestly, like, the animation is kind of, it's fine. This is a 1999 show. It's fine. But really, the mech fights were the least interesting part to me. Yeah, um, they, much uh, much like the when we did Gundam, the, the fights aren't action-packed. They don't feel frenetic. They don't feel like a fight. It's more like a chance. We're going to show some some small animation scenes, and then we're going to give a chance for our main character to kind of inner monologue about strategy. Yeah, on how he's going to win this. Yeah, which is it, pretty stock stock standard for that era, even in like uh, American cartoons. Yeah, yeah, it shows like fights are more about characterization than the action. Because in this whole time, like, we know that Roger doesn't have any ammunition, so he's got to kind of find a way to, uh, find a way to win, uh, through guile and intelligence. And so, the, the red, uh, Megadeuce fires a shit ton of rockets and seemingly blows up the black Megadeuce. Yeah, you still have trouble saying the mega deuce don't you i do too every time it gives me a little pause like oh they named it that that was a real that was a decision someone made yeah i just want to say mech honestly yeah me too let's, okay let's just sure. say let's just call it a simple one. let's just say ava unit <laughs> sure why the fuck not well, it's fine. Like, the uh, <laughs> Mega Deuces definitely don't have personality, uh, and they definitely don't run off human emotion. Um, that never comes up. Nope. Or wait. <laughs> Se- seemingly, Roger is murdered in a giant mech based explosion. But, aha, I fooled you with my grappling hook. Thank you to the false sky that you were all shit talking a minute ago. Right, right. Now, here's the weird thing on Big O, which I think is the name of the mech, right? That's that's what we're referring to. Is, is yeah, it's mech. called Big O. Yeah, uh, far we as don't I can tell, why uh, it, it may be explained earlier, it may be explained later, but we don't know why in this episode. Um, a weird thing is where they chose to put the grappling hooks 
on the yeah back, yeah which is directly on where it, it would it'd be like it was coming out of your hip mm-hmm. is where they chose to put that seems like the least practical thing because i don't know if you know anything about center of balance mm-hmm. but if you can get control of that center area that destroys center of balance like that would be the worst place to try to pull from <laughs> right right yeah i'm I'm kind of curious because the uh, the mech design is I again I'm kind of spoiled with the few mech shows I've watched I've loved the design of every mech. There was something about this that just like the mech design in this show that seemed ugly to me, and I think it was just because it seemed a bit more practical rather than like fantasy. Okay, here's the thing that I want to bring up about that, and I'm so glad that you mentioned the mech design because I thought it was ugly too. You know what I wanted because they're trying to do like throwback so hard? Because you see cars that would have appeared in a noir film, like like an Honest to God, like Humphrey Bogart, Maltese Falcon style noir film. Uh, I want mechs that feel that same kind of era. Like, okay, think about if you've ever seen The Rocketeer, yeah, yeah. Where it's it's polished and it's like retro kind of Art Deco lines. Yeah. I want that for these mechs to help me further immerse in that noir feel. I feel like that would have been a better choice. The thing is with that, I think the um, the way that the story is told, I get the feeling that the mechs existed before this city. Oh, uh, I'm sure that it did, but I still want that. That's what I personally want. Just from watching this episode, I want, like, sleek, uh, art deco, shiny, 1950, or uh, 1930s, 40s kind of feel lines to to things. I think that's why it looks ugly, is because it's so at odds with the, like, surrounding architecture. And I think that's a really interesting choice, and I think it was definitely made on purpose. Okay, you think that they're purposefully uh, anachronistic to the feel of the rest of the the show. I get that. That's what it felt like, because they felt very... <laughs> I'm not going to say realistic, but like they're much more, say, World War II practical. Okay, yeah. Just like bare bones, uh, no no style or art to them. This is just, this is a machine of war meant to do the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the arms are a big thing for me because usually arms on mechs are sleek and anything extra is added to the torso. But the arms themselves were like... Very utilitarian, practical. Uh, yeah, exactly. They were Swiss army arms. So to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> Roger gets his uh, drop onto Schwarzwald and beats the shit out of him. Yep. And uh, so Schwarzwald is defeated, jumps out of his mech and is just like, oh no, I was supposed to destroy companies. And then his mech starts walking on its own. Yep. This is uh, This is a big shock moment like a like a, a, a like a whoa scene because that's not supposed to be able to happen uh according to what everybody knows yeah and this is another part that felt very evangelion to me the mech acting on its own without permission from its user and it starts crawling towards the building that we saw roger enter earlier to like get his job and point at it and then its entire system shuts down. Yep, uh, we get, uh, for lack of a better term, death of mm-hmm. Red Deuce. Red Mega Deuce. God, I hate saying yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say mech, but it's fine, because we're at the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh no, there is one other thing. There's one more thing. Yes. I said a name earlier, and it was really stereotypical made name. Mm-hmm. But the android starts, like, we see the android, like, walk into a dark room, like, flip open uh, some kind of flashlight, and she sees a a cigarette stubbed out with lipstick marks, p- 
presumably from our uh, from our femme fatale Patricia. Th- that's what I have to assume. It just feels right for for this type of story for, for a noir story lipstick on a cigarette i mean oh man that's <laughs> again just dripping with that particular film style or story style uh yeah <laughs> legs as long as a day see right i knew she was trouble when she first <laughs> walked in <laughs> <laughs> And then we have the ending, which is a still shot of Roger and his android maid, and the song is fine. Yeah. yeah. It's again very much speaking to the, uh, it's like the noir ending credit sequence. Yep. Like there is the male and female singing in that very kind of, <laughs> like, 2030s style. Yeah, a chanteuse kind of thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. That was that was the big O. I I want to hear your thoughts on it now. Uh, like you said that you were going to save how you you judged it at the end. Yeah, I I didn't want to spoil anything. Right. My thoughts on the episode were, well, this was a robot show. Okay. Kind of very like I didn't really care one way or the other, like, what was going on with the robots. The story, on the other hand, and just kind of hints that are dropped, are the most interesting to me. It is. I'm very curious about, like, because we came up with some theories, I'm curious if those are anywhere near, because, like, if they're not, then this show has the potential to surprise me massively in a good way. Or a bad way. I don't know. I... Never underestimate the ability of people to write a bad story. It happens. I mean that that's true. <laughs> it happens more. But often I'm an optimist. Good. It happens more often than good stories. <laughs> Coming out of watching this show, I was, you know, that was fine. That was 23 minutes that I watched and I didn't hate it. But thinking on about, like, what the plot means and whether there's any, like, representation there is way more interesting to me than the 20 minutes we watched. Yeah, yeah. The the potential is greater than... <clears throat> excuse me. The potential for a good story is there. Uh, and I didn't get enough to be able to judge if this is good or bad as a whole. And my favorite part of what we've done this evening is literally just uh, <clears throat> supposing what it could be. That was, that was the most fun I've had with this episode was you and I going back and forth going, well, what if this, what if that? <laughs> yeah. What if this is the matrix? <laughs> I hope not. Cause then you got like one good, good episode and the rest is just going to be disappointing. And, oh, <laughs> What did you do, Wachowski brothers, now sisters? But look, the, the second scene, the second movie had some good scenes in it. It doesn't so... make it a good movie. It doesn't make it a good movie. It doesn't, no. <laughs> and again, there's a lot of Christianity. Oh my god, they're definitely just stuck in VR. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> anyway, that, that, was, <laughs> that was the big O episode 12, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I hope uh, I hope James got what he wanted from us talking about it. Uh, I, I'm sure he'll let us know. I mean, it's not like he's not in contact with us on Twitter. Yeah, it's that'd be an amazing segue if we went to business next, but it's the next time. But I'm just going to say to uh, James, like, I'm going to have to contact him to ask why specifically this episode, because maybe like this was the episode that hinted a little at a lot of stuff i've been drinking you can probably tell um so i think that's why he might have picked it i don't know if the first episode would have been a good representation we'll find out i don't know if it's on the calendars for me to be able to watch this because look my hero academia is the only anime i've been able to watch (laughs) apart from stuff we cover for the show my kids are totally into that right now they're they're, they're eating it it's up. so good they're eating it up it's so fucking good <laughs> have you watched any not of it a, not a lick i've been working oh. like crazy so like i want 
I mean, o- that's the fair. only thing that I've caught is like the first two episodes of Castlevania on Netflix. Ooh, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, I'm I'm telling you, guy, we need to review that. That's it's good. It's real good. Isn't it anime? <laughs> it's it's anime esque for sure. Okay, cool. Coming soon when we haven't got multiple guest episodes. Yep. We and speaking do- of guest episodes, oh, I finally put it back to a segue. Oh, yeah. So, I guess you want me to do that thing. Oh, go on, then. <clears throat> Fair enough. Next time <laughs> on WTF Anime. There comes a time in a man's life when you have to realize that people are bigger fans of anime than you. And uh, next episode is one of those times. <laughs> so next episode we will be talking the original Digimon Adventure episode 12 with number one good good anime boy Jake Mason the <laughs> star of far too many podcasts for any sane person uh, let's see if we can rattle off a few because you guys need to check Jake out because he is a hilarious individual so we have light (laughs) yes absolutely we have pokemon world tour pokemon world tour united which has starred some of our previous guests shannon and uh alan oh boy we've got gas cast hard reboot table cool kids table yep and um uh, there's another one i'm forgetting isn't there probably there's too many to name. If we drop one, he probably can't even name oh, them all anymore. Morph- Morphin Grid. Oh, Morphin Grid. Yeah, if you, go, yeah. if you want to listen to Power Rangers. And he also uh, produces Sailor Business, which I'm a big fan of. So yeah, we have Jake Mason, which... Um, look, we're a small-time podcast. He is essentially, in our friendship group, a celebrity. So that's a big thing. I'm not going to lie, because... We are a very small podcast. <laughs> we are. That's okay, though. Our our fans are few but loyal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess um, with that said, uh, if if you're just coming to us and you want want to talk to us, tell us you liked the episode, tell us you hated the episode, whatever. Uh, how would they get a hold of you, Joe? Well, they can get a hold of the show at WTF Anime Show on Twitter, or you can always email us on WTF Anime Show at gmail.com. Uh, I can be reached uh, uh, on Twitter at the Joe Hadfield. And just shout out if you want a guest. We have a few lined up. Um, the next The next couple of weeks are kind of, for us at least, uh, we're recording this in oh god, what month even is it? July. It's July, yeah. So we're currently covering our August episodes, but we have several guests lined up, including several guests for our uh, off-topic series of episodes, which are not our regular episodes. We just talk about a topic that's relevant to anime or Japanese culture. And yeah, we kind of have some guests on to talk about that. Uh, but that's my shilling for the podcast done. Travis, where can they find you? All right, guys, if uh, you want to talk to me, and no one seems to. They always tweet WTF anime, and they just leave me right out. I am I do not handle the WTF anime handle at all. So, that's all like, me, baby. Yeah, that's all you. So you're talking to Joe. Uh, tag me <laughs> in that if you, if you want to talk to both of us, honestly. And... What you're going to do is tag me at Dice Lobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. There we go. Yeah. So we've got, we, we get to talk about Digimon next episode, which is my favorite childhood thing. Way more than Pokemon. Okay. And I'm sure that's an unpopular opinion uh, amongst our listenership. But yeah, like Digimon was huge for me. Well, and I'm super what? excited to talk about it. That's that's all you, buddy. Let your freak flag fly. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it holds up. 
<laughs> and this is going to be my first experience with it, so oh boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Look, guess, you I better guess... expect a lot out about a show uh, basically designed to sell toys. Oh man, that was my childhood. All the to- all the shows I watched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, and with that, I think that's going to wrap it for us, huh? Bye. Goodbye.